0: Hosts Dr. Glenna Calder and Mildred Lynn McDonald are delighted to bring to you Walk the Talk to Health and Well-Being. Join them for honest, down-to-earth conversations on how to live a heart-centered life, suggestions on how to be in touch with your true self, and tips to strengthen and nourish your soul purpose by building a supportive community of kindred spirits. And now, let's join Dr. Glenna and Mildred Lynn. Hello
1: everybody this is Mildred Lynn McDonald and I'm your host for Walk the Talk to Health and Wellbeing. Thank you for joining us today. In a few minutes we'll be off to Cape Breton Island to invite our co-host Dr. Glenna to join us. But before we do that I'd like to share a little bit about what we're going to explore today. Today's show is all about community. In fact, Dr. Glenna and I feel so strongly about community and the role it plays in your life that we're doing a six part series. This podcast is number four. To access the other three podcasts, simply go to Healing Conversations with Mildred Lynn and click on the Walk the Talk to Health and Wellbeing link. And there you'll find the podcasts. In this episode, we're going to focus on four personality types that might show up at the table when you're part of a community. They're driver, expressive, amiable, and analytical. They're easy to use and easy to understand. And Dr. Glenna and myself hope to be able to share real life examples of how we interact with these personality types. I'd like to welcome Dr. Glenna to the table. Are you there? Hello from Cape Breton. Now we're going to talk today about community and the role that you play in the community based on personality types analytical, amiable, expressive, and driver. And our goal is not to be an expert in these areas but to share a tool that we both use and a tool that we use and are really happy with because it helps us understand how other people are showing up and it's helping us understand how we're showing up. So it's a win-win all around the table. So to start off, Glenna, can you share, I know you have a little chart there, the personality types and maybe one or two words that describe them for our listeners?
2: Sure. The four personality types, they include analytical, amiable, expressive, and driver. And the two words that for me define analytical would be logical and systematic. For amiable, the two words would be cooperative and supportive. For expressive, I think of an expressive person as enthusiastic and charming. And a driver, which I know a little bit about, would be task-oriented and efficient. So those are the two words of each category that to me sum up many of the characteristics of each. I was gonna ask you, how do you feel about those two words? I know you know the personality types very well and you utilize them in your personal and your work life. Is there anything you'd add to each of those?
1: Not really, and I think at this point, It's good just to give ourselves and our listeners two focus points that we can work with because now we're going to go into the fun area of sharing what we feel our personality types are and how we would interact with other personality types. And as with most things in life, we might as well start with the real life example. So Glenna, you know I'm an analytical. At least I have strong analytical tendencies and I know that you're a driver personality. If I just met you and you just met me and we were able to figure out, oh, well, this is a driver personality based on your interaction. And you were able to say, oh, she's an analytical. How could we make our interaction better?
2: What I do when I'm, and I try to utilize these, and I find them really helpful when I do, is with an analytical, I know that they always show up prepared. They always like to know the details. They focus really well on the tasks. And they really like structure. Working with you has helped me to appreciate those and to see how important they are. When I'm meeting with an analytical or a meeting with you, I know that it's important not to be flippant. And it's important to be prepared because you're going to show up very prepared.
1: If our listeners are there, they're saying to themselves, well, how do I figure out which personality type they are? Are they an analytical or a driver or an amiable or an expressive? The key is in the way that people word their conversation. So, for example, a clue that I tend to be analytical is I'm always peppering my speech saying, well, we need to plug that into the equation. We need to plug this into the equation. This is how I talk about equations. And also, I say data points. What's our data point? So you know that I'm processing (laughs) data point. And with Glenna, what I find with working with you, Glenna, in context of community, is that you talk about the goal line, you know, crossing the goal line. (laughs) (laughs) And so that would be, I would suggest our first step. So what I wanted to ask you, like other than analytical and driver, do you have people in your life that might be expressive or amiable that you've been able to identify?
2: Definitely. My husband, Jason happens to be amiable. And to me, Amiables have big hearts. They're so supportive and cooperative, and you can learn so much from them because they're going to make sure everybody in the group feels good. They're going to be really easy to work with. No matter their talent and no matter the community, they're going to show up in a really helpful way, and that you can pick them out in a crowd just like that. And they're a really important piece of the community. The biggest thing what I do is when I see, whether it's my husband or somebody else, and I know they're an amiable. It's really important to appreciate them because they're appreciating everybody else in the group and showing that you appreciate them. There's nothing more you can do to support them. So that's a little tip that I've, I've kind of took me a little while to learn, but I find it really useful.
1: As I alluded to before, and I think you would agree, Glenna, the key thing is learning how to appreciate analytical, driver, amiable, expressive, and plugging them in or helping them get plugged into the appropriate role or spot in a community setting. Let's say, for example, there's a driver personality that's leading a committee, and the committee is filled with a bunch of analyticals who need their equation and data points plus time to process the information. The driver is driving to the goal line, doesn't need all that information to feel comfortable in the decision-making process or whatever process they're in, And the analytical people are starting to feel really, really uncomfortable, especially if there's many of them because they don't have the information they need to move forward. Now, if you weren't aware that you're dealing with a bunch of analytical people and that you had the self-knowledge to know that you are a driver, I see that as the perfect recipe for frustration. (laughs) Lots and lots of frustration. Now, on the other hand, I know that you're a driver, so I have an understanding of a driver. I have a husband who is a driver. So I know, okay, it's not that they're not interested in the details. It's not that they don't want to take the time to process the equation. They don't need to. That's not how they're built. So I find for myself saying that's not how they're built really, really helps. And I've also found as a person with analytical tendencies, if I'm coming from that vantage point of appreciation, then I'm more willing to create that interface and understanding that will facilitate both of us working better together. Do you, how do you feel about that, Glenna?
2: Yeah, I find it's really that's really helpful. And what helps me is when I look at a different personality type and I look at their strengths right away, like whether I'm looking at an analytical and I see an analytical and I see you as someone who's going to fill in the gaps of the project or the community so that when we get to that goal line, everything doesn't fall apart. And I realize, although it might be frustrating for me to take it slower, when I get to the goal line, it's going to be a lot nicer if those gaps are filled with the data points, the resources that we can utilize, et cetera. Say for an expressive, when I look at their strengths, it's Getting everybody on the same page, being able to, in a charming way, influence people. So that in a nice way and a positive way, but you need that person to be able to go out and reach out to people. Without these different strengths, usually when you get to that goal line, you're gonna realize, okay, oh, we missed this checkpoint. Oh, we missed this. So it helps me to look at all the different personality types and go, all of them are needed at the table. I'll drive it to the finish line. But we need those checkpoints. We need the gaps filled. We need the group to feel supportive. And we need that expressive person to be enthusiastic and to have people excited about the project.
1: And it's also, from my experience, really important to understand how, since we're talking about expressives, how an expressive interfaces with the world. If we think of the four personality types as different lenses through which we're able to look at the world, And the expressive is all about the situation becomes real to them once they have experienced it. So an expressive, we could call them an experiential learner. Once they have experienced something, then, then it becomes real for them, and then they're able to move forward from that vantage point. And that's so important to understand. Community needs people who feel passionate about their cause or their collective. They have vision. They're really good with the strategy. As Glenn mentioned, they're able to bring people on. They express themselves, and they put their whole body and their whole person into that. And I always find an ideal situation is to have an expressive out there as the front person leading the charge, followed by the analytical, and the driver, and then kind of having the amiable to soothe everything over and check in with people to make sure that everything is all right. How do you feel about that, Glenda?
2: That's exactly it. And I feel like a really well-liked and effective politician is somebody that's an expressive, but they have a great team of analyticals, amiables, and drivers behind
0: them. You're listening to Walk the Talk to Health and Well-Being with your hosts, Dr. Glenna and Mildred Lynn. Get ready to challenge your six senses, shift your perspective, learn new tools, and enjoy healing conversations peppered with East Coast humor and flair. Enjoy the show. Let's
1: say you're in a community situation and you're with a bunch of people you may be aware of the personality types analytical driver amiable and expressive and you might find they're wonderful to work with but other people might not be aware of them so you have an opportunity to bring these personality types to the table maybe it's appropriate maybe it isn't but at the end of the day you need to be able to work with your your coworker in community settings so i'm wondering When you've experienced an amiable personality, let's say, how have you introduced your perspective to them? Have you actually said, hey, look, I'm a driver personality, and I'm interested in the goal line, and I know that you are an amiable, and you're interested in making sure as we reach that goal line, everybody's with us and everybody's doing okay. How has that dynamic worked for you? Have you ever put that in motion? I have. I haven't yet said, Hey, I'm the driver.
2: But what I tend to do is say, "I've noticed that these are your strengths. I've noticed that you're so nice to have around the group, and that you you notice everybody's strengths within the group." If I'm talking to an amiable, or if I talk to an analytical, I like to say, "I really appreciate the work you're doing in this situation." It's a way for me to remind myself too how valuable that person is, and all those little keys. So I'm I'm complimenting them, but at the same time, reminding myself this person is, is really important. And their strengths might be different than mine, but they've got really great strengths.
1: And the other thing you start to realize, at least I did, is, hey, I don't want to be all in one. Like, I don't want to carry everything. I'm comfortable and proficient with an analytical lead and I may have a sprinkling of the other four personality aspects and that wouldn't be uncommon but hey I don't want to be the key driver, the key amiable, the key expressive if I can go into my area and do it well and interact well that's that's very fulfilling for me and I remember the day I realized that and it goes hand-in-hand with sometimes we feel we have to do everything and be all things to all people. And these personality types are saying, hey, just go with the one you're built and let other people go with the one they're built with. And it's more fun and more relaxing and you're not trying to wear too many hats. How do you feel about that, Glenn? Have you experienced that?
2: Definitely. When I look at who I work the best with and who some of my closest friends are, very few of them are drivers. They have a driver tendency, but it's not their dominant per basic personality type. They're usually amiables and are analyticals or expressive, which is interesting. And I think it's because I really like the mix. If you had a bunch of drivers together going for that goal line, we'll get there. But there's not going to be a lot of fun on the way. So expressives and amiables really tend to, especially expressives, make sure that there's a lot of fun and Excitement along the way. The amiables remind you that it's the journey that's important, and the analyticals remind you take your time. Don't miss anything that you're really going to wish you had stopped and paid attention to. So, I find the the flavoring of all four types makes the experience, whether what uh, to the community or the project, much more enjoyable. And what I do as a driver, and maybe you could share as an analytical, is. I try to remember, summarize to myself what's going to really help me interact with each. So for example, when I speak with an amiable, I know that they like to tell stories. I know that they like to have really nice small talk and connect first before a meeting or before a project. So what I try to remember is listen to their story because there's something in that story that they really want to, they want me to know. So I might think, okay, let's get on with the small talk. Let's just skip through that part. But then we don't have that connection that's important. And when I talk to an expressive, I know that they're trying to, they really need to connect and they want to get the, I guess you could say, they really want to experience as much as they can by that conversation. Experience what I'm thinking, experience what I've done in the past, for example. And then when I talk to an analytical, I remember, okay, don't forget the work I've done, even though I don't want to go through each point make sure that I at least highlight what I've done to prepare for the project because then they're going to appreciate what I'm coming for more is there anything that you do Mildred Lynn to kind of remind yourself okay I'm going to meet with an amiable today is there something that I really need to make sure or a tool that I need to use as I'm showing up to meet with them
1: Glenn I think that you did an excellent job of taking the four personality types and explaining how you interact, and you nailed it. So th- you know, thank you for doing that. The only part I'd like to add is that we're not experts on the four personality types. This is a tool that Glenn and I have found, and we use it every day because it's an effective tool. If you wanted to learn more about the personality types, because believe me, there's tons and tons of research on this and explorations on every word, every aspect, you just simply Google analytical, driving, amiable, and expressive. And before we had our show today, I did Google personality types and I ended up with all kinds of different systems, and there are lots of them, and it wasn't until I had typed in analytical driving, amiable, and expressive, did I arrive at the data that we wanted to have for our show today. So, Glenn, thanks for doing such a great job of explaining, and as I was listening to answer your question, no, I don't do anything different. I really like the idea of appreciating. I like the idea of understanding where the person is coming from, and I like the idea of Working on yourself to create an interface that would meld seamlessly with the different personality types that are at the table. Yeah, that's how I feel about that. Anything you'd like to add before we sign off for the day?
2: To remember to use it as a fun tool because as myself, the driver, I could take these and I could run with them. But I got to remind myself, you know, I'm not going to be perfect at these. It's just they're little tools I have in my pocket. I use it for fun, too.
1: I like the fun aspect because once you move past the frustration of an interface that doesn't work, once you start to understand where the person's coming from, that relieves a lot of stress, then there's space for fun to come in. So, yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, let's go for the fun with the personality types. So just to briefly recap... This is part four of a six-part series that Dr. Glenn and I are doing on community because we feel so strongly that community is part of living a healthy, vibrant life. You need to have that sense of belonging and that sense of contributing and being valued. We're talking about four personality types that you can use every day to help you as you interact with community and it will help you understand yourself better. If you wanted to access the previous three podcasts, simply go to Healing Conversations with Mildred Lynn, click on Walk the Talk to Health and Wellbeing, and you'll find your episodes there. They're each 25 to 30 minutes long, so perfect to have during a busy day when you sit down and have a nice little cup of tea. We will be doing episode five on community next month. So we hope that you're going to take the time to join us. Also, wanted to share, because this was mentioned to me by a listener, when you're exploring the podcasts on community, you're more than welcome to pause the show. The reason you might want to do that is some people like to sit there, write down their thoughts and feelings as Glenn and I go through stuff, and then click again and listen to the next segment. Because what we found out is that our podcasts are very content-rich. I like that word, content-rich. So, Glenna, thanks a million for joining us today. Anything to add before we sign off?
2: Nope. Thank you, Mildred Lynn, my analytical friend. <laughs> for having this great discussion it's always a fun topic and I love to talk about community and the importance of community because I know when I'm working with my patients so many of them are looking in the middle of either finding a new community in the middle of a community or looking to change a community so I hope these these tools and this conversation has been really helpful for everyone
1: I hope it has too all right then have a great day Glenna and I'm off to greet the sunshine
0: Okay, take care. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Walk the Talk to Health and well-being with hosts Dr. Glenna and Mildred Lynn airs the fourth Thursday of the month at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Atlantic Time. See you next time.